This is the Music Gems Podcast with Gemma Maddox, where we talk about artists, producers, songwriters, gems of the music world and their stories. Hello, it's Gem. I'm so excited to be joined by one of my favourite people ever. He's a music genius, songwriter, producer, DJ, entrepreneur, Fernando Gary Bay. He's behind. Mother Monsters Born This Way album. This Bob with Andrew Rail last summer and Bigger Than with Justin Jesson CB and a bunch more. Hello. And for those who don't know, you've actually inspired me so much throughout my career. Like when I was in high school, I remember listening uh, to your radio show on Cherry Tree and like my friends would be like, who's Fernando? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Oh my God, I totally totally, uh, forgot about that. That's that's amazing. It was such a long time ago and it's so cool as well because like over the years, you know, I've been able to come and visit you in your studios and I've learned a lot from you. So thank you so much. Of course. No, thank you. I mean, I'm so proud of you. You, you've you've come a long way. You from a, a shy high school girl to a now <laughs> prolific speaker and hosting uh, live events and live concerts. Congrats, <laughs> by the way, on this weekend. Thank you. You're a true testament as to you know what what you can do when you, when you believe in your ability to even when you don't believe, right? Mm-hmm. You know this imposter syndrome. It's like it really is true. Like you you kind of practice and as they say, fake it till you make it. But you know you you're. Uh, a very great testament to that. Oh, thank you. You've achieved so much throughout your career. You've inspired so many people around the world. For you, do you remember that first moment where you were like, I want to be a musician? It's something that's so ingrained in me. For me, it was, I remember I was, you know, about four, five-ish years old. And I knew when I heard the, the records that my father would bring home, um, because he was a music fan, you know, I heard ABBA and I was like, wow, like that's, this, this sounds like heaven. Like, and I knew I wanted to do that like for the rest of my life. And that's the only thing I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So as a child, you know, you, you, you know, you have this, for me, I had this kind of prolific vision of, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what it is, but I need to do it. It's like breathing. I need to do it. And, and it was that, that, that drive that led me to just kind of figure it out. You know, I didn't, we didn't have much except for, you know, a house over our heads and, 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 a, and, a, and, a, and a means to get to um, a place with, you know, my, this is a side tangent, Gemma, but, uh, but I hope this inspires people. Um, no matter what cards you've dealt with, you know, I was fortunate. I had very hardworking parents. I saw them working hard, but I also saw what, how to work smart as opposed to you know, just sheer grinding, right? There's, there's, there's always a balance. What I've learned from watching extraordinary hard workers is without an understanding of a purpose or a mission, and it sounds cliche, but without having that kind of as a compass, you, you, it's very easy to lose fate. Yeah. It's very easy to lose drive. It's like a fuel source, right? Um, and it, you might not know what you want to do as a kid, and that's totally fine. Like, but you do know what you like, right? And it's these things that you like that will point you in the right direction. Those are kind of my 
that my tidbit of advice on my side tangent camera. Because you know how to play so many instruments as well. You've really worked at your craft. What was it like when you were learning all these instruments? Like how long did it take? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's like such a kind question. Um, I say it's kind because it's, 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 I think it's giving me more credit than, than I'm due, but I'll tell you this much. I realized that it, very early on, I couldn't depend on band members. I had, as a kid, I had like bands I would create, right? <laughs> like a synth band, a rock band. And they were so flaky, you know, I was like, that was putting the time like if it did, my life depended on it right everything was like that dramatic for me and <laughs> still to my career it's kind of similar that's why I, I think it drove my a bit of my success but bandmates would flake on me I'm like F this I'm gonna <laughs> learn each instrument I want to do it myself I'm gonna figure out so so I learned every instrument and you know all the main instruments right and I just I, I started seeing music as a language um, and that really helped me and and my mistake I would say some people might not call it a mistake, but I, I see it as a mistake, is I went too far in the independence route, right? In the autonomous route. Like I wanted to do everything myself so much, <laughs> I want nobody's opinion, no outside input, right? But as we know, art is a collaborative medium, right? Like especially in music, you, it's all collaboration. So I learned that as work, the, the great artists I work with, such as Lady Gaga, Sia, you know, um, even Bruno, all these artists that, I, that I've come across and worked with have taught me the art of collaboration. You know, when you have to swallow your ego and like listen to other people and realize that their their opinions are so valuable. So cool as well, like doing things yourself. Cause then like, obviously, like you said, if someone can't make it in the band, you can do it. So, <laughs> you know, it's like creating your own island, right? So, you know, you can take things a bit too far, but I, I that's kind of a personality I have, but yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what's interesting is we just had, um, Gemma, if you've been watching, you, you've seen that there's uh, this resurgence of Stars Are Blind. Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen Paris Hilton tweet about it as well. It's so cool because that song came out ages ago now. On a soundtrack, that song uh, was featured in it's like a horror movie. Uh, oh, it came out where the woman takes revenge upon, like it's pretty graphic, but it's uh, extraordinary. And it's like <laughs> in one of the pivotal scenes. Yeah, so I'm super, super humbled and grateful they chose that song. That was a lot of fun. I love how it's like still so iconic now and even like I see heaps of people tweeting about it. Do you remember that moment working on the song Stars Are Blind? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I love Paris. She mega talented, super sweet. I'm not just saying that because I know her, but like, um, you know, I've worked with her. She's really special. I remember when I got the call from her A&R, uh, which president of the label, uh, to come and uh, see if I have any, anything for Paris. I'm like, sure, <laughs> I'll come by. And so I came by and I, I was, I had an idea. Um, it was like a, a Gwen song that you know, I was working for Interscope at the time. And we had this kind of nucleus of an idea for, for Gwen Stefani. Happened to be having a, a family <laughs> rather sooner than we thought. And that's great, but we're, well, you know, it came perfect timing for Paris because we, after we found out that she was making a record and the president calls me and he says, hey, do you have anything that, that would work for Paris? I'm like, what do you mean work for Paris? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and he's like, well, um, she's part of the, 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 the public understands her, part of it doesn't, right? This is at the height of her career where like the first big influencer, the, she started that, mm -hmm. right? She was, she is the queen of influencers. Half liked her, you would say, and half were like, oh, I don't know, you know, you know, people love to hate. So, so we had to create um, and show, show a piece of music, in my opinion, that would highlight who she really is. Sweet, endearing, intelligent, and funny, right? Charismatic. And so 
we wrote the song as how we picture her um, being herself, right? And that's that's what starts her blind. It's like there's mm-hmm. something about her, especially now as, as she's doing this fighting for, I mean, advocacy of, of young girls not mm-hmm. being um, victimized at, at, at her former school. It's pretty powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's who she is. And and I think that song captured that. And then I think it gave her a, it showed the world a side that no one's ever seen, right? I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the big moment that it caused, besides being a cool song, I think. That she's such like a boss. I love how she does so many different things and she just nails it. Yeah, she she's really smart um, and she's talented. So I'm I'm grateful to have worked with her. I I, I have I have stories like that about um, some really special people and uh, and it, they're still dear to my heart. And mm. it's it's tricky how I balance my time now because I I care so much about the artists I work with and and yeah. and, and the music in and mentoring and, and teaching and and. Um, so it's, it's a lot, but I'm happy to cover all that if you have any questions, Gemma. Yeah, thank you. And I love as well, uh, like you work with so many different artists. What do you learn when you go into a session with each artist? Because obviously some people you might have worked with before, some are like new artists you're working with. What's the process like for you? Well, it's on many levels. It, actually, the process applies very well to problem solving. And this will lead us to what I'm working on with my company, the Garibay Center. It's a whole separate conversation. What I realized is, you know, at the end of the day, people are people, right? We all have needs to be seen. We all have, you know, um, experiences that create an, an impact, a lasting impact in our lives. We have those moments, you know, where, you know, we still have to work through <laughs> and that's universal, right? And so once you understand that, and obviously you have, look, uh, I worked really hard to have the skill sets to not have to think about the technical part of it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the playing the piano, the, the programming, um, the, the making sounds, the sound design, like to me, that's second nature, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be, you have to train, right? Um, but after that part's done, then you have the human side. That's This is what producers throughout the history of pop music have been really good at. I, I use this metaphor. Um, to be great at working with greatness, um, you have to treat your creative space as if you were the pilot. So I tell my artists, hey, listen, I'm your pilot. I'm never going to let this plane crash, but I need your guidance to tell me where you want to go. Yeah. That's a true artist. When they tell me, I'm able to give them my best, right? And so once I kind of share that, that I'm uh, I'm, I'm working for them, with them, right? This is a meritocracy. Um, and then I, I give them, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm like a, I'm a mirror. Right, so I'm I'm gonna make you sound and look great. So just be yourself, and you know I create those still spaces of, of em- empathy, and intimacy pretty quickly. Um, and that, and that right there is what inspired me to to really build something off that. I realized that the way I treat artists and the way they treat me and the way and the collaborative experience is, in my opinion, um, one of the fastest models to innovation and creativity um uh rivaling you know uh, the business world how how you know uh, mckinsey ido ID, you know id it's fantastic in its own right and it's so unique that we can take uh excuse me on the side tangent again but <laughs> i'm so passionate about taking um great musicians and having them speak at harvard taking great musicians and sharing their stories like my stories right yeah They're, they can really shed light Right. If you heard, as a if if I were to tell you, that's what I was hoping to do. Right. When we <laughs> met when you were young, um, if I had told you, hey Gemma, one day you're going to be this prolific speaker and you're going to have a platform, right? 
and you you probably say you're crazy like <laughs> well, you're, you're nuts right i'm like no i'm not and if i instill that if i'm able just to give you that seed of confidence what does that do if anything by me sharing my story or my stories um can give you a bit of like attainability it's this 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 um sense of attainability right then that's then i've done my job i think in passing that on because that's really it you know it's ultimately to success and i know you asked me what what's the difference in you know what's it like working with these artists and, and i think by telling you the story i hope to illustrate that that it's really instilling confidence in people and giving them the, the belief system right they're giving them tools so they can feel confident and achieve their greatest in the studio you know in the court in 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 wherever in, on a radio station yeah <laughs> No, I love that. It's like, especially when you said about confidence, because obviously going back as well, me personally, what, 10 years ago, like when I was in my last year of high school, and I remember like people were saying, you know, radio is hard to get into and stuff like that. And then I remember when I used to tweet you and talk to you and it was so like inspiring knowing that like you like believed in me, like, and it was yeah, really awesome. So it's so cool how you do go to Harvard, you speak and you're inspiring so many other people around the world. Well, they, they inspire me, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a kind of a mirror system. I mean, like some of my mentees I'm really proud of. I mean, some started initial, there's, there's um, initiatives at uh, Uber Eats, at, at Capital Records. These are, you know, women, men, like who have, already done incredible things. It's not because of our uh, hands-on approach that we do here at the Garibay Center, but huh, plug, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's but it's really like an, an ecosystem of great thinkers was able to accomplish with my music, especially with the collaborators, um, with, I mean, Lady Gaga, I mean, just alone, right? Like Born This Way being what, Rolling Stone's 15th greatest albums of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's a testament to not only her ability, but the, te the team's ability to deliver the, the, the greatness, including Interscope, including its whole ecosystem. But when you work on building ecosystems, right, then you're able to build communities that support each other. I think that was missing, and that's still missing in a lot of our industries. Um, and I hope to build that by bringing the best performers in entertainment, um, in academia, in uh, the corporate world in finance believe it or not arbitraging those places so that you know the world can see how extraordinary musicians painters actors are in their thought process i'm leaving photographers out i'm not they're also in this group any artist i think has a different way of seeing the world and that is for me the next generation of creativity and this is again why we're doing what we're doing now divide my time between working with these amazing artists who still inspire me mm -hmm. mentoring and also you know building these ecosystems um, where we can build communities and help uh, uh, entertainers, artists, creative people just have an opportunity to get in the door. I love that. And especially like with the Gary Bay Center, how long has the Gary Bay Center been that for? Like, when did you launch it? After Born This Way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, now 10 years, right? Oh. So we started early uh, and it started with just a few people. And it was, you know, I, I, I had no idea what could be possible bigger than working with Gaga right at that point I was to be honest after doing it for 20 years you know I'm totally aging myself but <laughs> after doing it for so long I, I got tired I got like it became a bit of for me chasing these these hits you know and I realized it and it became very I mean it was so awesome to be able to work with these artists but at the same time once you get to that mountain of success you get to to ask, you have the luxury of asking certain questions. Why am I really doing this? Is it really 
bringing meaning to the world. Yeah. And yes, it was, but I realized I can do more. Essentially, make music. I can, I can, I can change the way people think. I can, you know, help nonprofits. I can move, you know, people's inspiration towards helping other people. You know, I get a lot of tweets and and, and messages and saying music. Your music has saved my life. Has influenced me. Has you know, I have a daughter because of your music. Stuff like this is really. I mean, I I live for that, right? But at the same time, I feel like I'm not contributing enough. So if I'm going to speak to the leaders of the world and people who are very influential, I needed to acquire the vocabulary. So I, I just hacked my way through every course I could <laughs> at MIT and Harvard and Oxford. I acquired the vocabulary. I started lecturing, really kind of throwing myself out there. And I saw this need.、Um, people were saying, "How do I get started? How do I become an, you know, those gatekeepers in the music industry?" I'm like. Dude, come to my studio. Like it's that simple. We partner with Music Makana in Sweden. We we have a course,、um, an ancillary course with、um, with with Harvard, where they get credit to come to my studios. And same with MIT.、Um, and beyond that, we、uh, some of the leaders and leaders in finance, some of the leaders in 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 philanthropy. I mean, TED. We work with TED. We work with and and just problem solving. We're a think tank. That's what the Garibay Center really is. I love that, and like everything you're doing as well, like the talking at Harvard and stuff like that. And I love that you went and you were learning new things to push yourself to do other things like、mm -hmm. that, which is really cool. So, what's that been like, men mentoring like upcoming musicians? And we did it for four straight years,、um, and you saw it. You you met some、uh, some of the mentees from Sweden,、mm -hmm. right? When you were there, Gemma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super kind, super sweet. I, the hardest part was the frustration with the lack of well, less women songwriters, less、mm. women producers than there should be.、Um, there's a lot of value being left on the table still, unfortunately, and it's getting way significantly better.、Yeah. But I think if we can encourage、um, a, a way to level the playing field and, and, and lower the barrier to entry, especially for women,、um, and non, I mean, not just women, but it's it's.、Um, Non-binary, non you know,、um, non-gender specific.、Um, the whole LGBTQ plus community having a, a, I mean, a real stakehold in our industry would be incredible. And I hope that we 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 help in that mission. I'm building、um, the Full Out Garibay Center, which is,、uh, you know, a a think of a, a media labs,、yeah. um, just at a quarter of the size, but it, it it's a it's going to house、um, a very creative place of a theater, a, a stage, a You know, multiple ways to people for people to create,、mm. and again, it's bringing it's just bringing the thought leaders of the world, and I mean thought leaders. I'm talking about the people that that can have the ability to lower that that barrier of entry. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's so cool. Like I saw the other day, it's been like what ten years since Born This Way. Like、yeah. it's insane. Like it's been that long. Yeah, I know. It's like a blink. You know, when we when we worked on the record, I I mean, I believed in it. Look, everything she does is extraordinary. She's、yeah. a powerhouse. But I thought, okay, it's an album cycle. It's、mm -hmm. it. We told a really genuine story, and it, it was, you know, really honest and brutally honest at a time when the world needed that type of story. Right? Nobody was talking about, you know,、um, you know,、uh, LGBTQ plus rights in a pop song. They weren't they weren't、mm -hmm. talking about. Um, immigration rights and and what was going on, so it was a very pivotal moment. I, I was I'm still super grateful to have been a part of that, but it's still like, oh my god, that really happened. Yeah, <laughs> that, that we were. I mean, we were everywhere, right? We we were. We're in Australia to too. To yeah, like, I was in Australia, yeah. Melbourne, a few places in Australia. By the way, I love Australia. I mean, the nicest people on the planet. Yeah, you need、nicest、to come、people. back when it's safe because you haven't been here in so long. I have so. not. I have not. No. <laughs> 
It's crazy. I was listening to um, the Born This Way album on the way to work this morning and I still can't get over as well, like, Marry the Night. Like, whenever I hear that song and it gets that certain part where it's, like, um, the instrumental bit, I'm like, oh, my God, like, no matter how many times I listen to that album, it's incredible which time. You know, so there are Easter eggs in in all those songs. I I don't know if that's public knowledge. Paul, uh, White Shadow, uh, um, Dave, the engineer, the... And obviously, LG, we, there's all these kind of nuances towards like hidden messages. You kind of have to decipher them yourself. But <laughs> we're big fans of like Pink Floyd, and, and, and I, we love how those like in Beatles, how they would use, you know, audio to tell more stories beyond than what you hear. So you yeah. hear a lot of references in Married and Night towards records that we love. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was quite extraordinary, like to be part of that. And still, like, you know, we, Dance in the Dark was another one of my favorites that I love that we did song. before that. They still, I think they stand the test of time. Yeah, no matter, like, there's something about it, like, and I don't think that's ever been done as well, especially in Dance in the Dark as well. Like, it's just so iconic, even when seeing it live, like, the opening to the show, like, it's, yeah, it's always incredible. Yeah, it's it's one of those, it's, one of those things that, uh, you know, happen, I think, once in a very rare, rare, rare um, mm. occasion, right, when everything lines up, when you have again back to this point of like being prepared mm. right and then also i love this idea of um which has been told by a, a good friend of mine who's um her name is valerie and uh you know make your own luck well you train right you you, you want to get good at what you're what you love but you also need to put yourself in a place where you can be seen yeah right or heard um and that's how you make your own luck you 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 push yourself right to to remember you overcome mm. like some serious shyness right you you've You've ignored fear, right? For the sake of obviously fulfilling your dreams, right? Yeah. What well, was the biggest for you? What was the biggest um, uh, um, barrier to entry? What was the, I mean, you, young woman now having her own show on on a radio station, what, what for you must have been difficult? Obviously, like being, getting into radio, like even when I was studying my course, like it's such a hard industry and I found like whenever I got to like my first job my second job in radio it's like well what's next like how am I going to get there because it's so like competitive and I think the thing for me is like I feel like it's best to always stay true to yourself people inspire me in like the radio industry but I think it's yeah I know best to just be yourself and obviously music's my passion there's different sides to radio Um, But for me, like talking to music, you know, chatting with artists and stuff like that. And I think as well, just trying to inspire people as well to know that you can. How how much of your fan base would you imagine are like musicians? Like they just like are everyday practicing who like what do you like? Would you say a big part are like just music lovers? Yeah, like my family, like growing up, like my mom, like was really big listening to music and like my aunties and stuff as well. But like no one in my family can play I uh, instruments. My younger siblings can because they're learning to. <laughs> but, Very cool. Um, Very cool. But yeah. So here's here's what I would tell them. Uh, whoever like wants to beyond like getting into the industry, right? Mm. Step one: realize this goes this goes for for um I think I mean, anybody who wants to do and uh, do something that's scary or know that the person next to you is more afraid than you are. Imagine if you were seven <laughs> years old and you heard someone tell you that. Yeah. How powerful that is. Yeah, that is. Right? If you don't push yourself to discomfort, then you're not um, you're not growing, right? Yeah. So growing is stretching. Ninety nine percent is is um, failure at one percent success, right? Mm. Or you can use Pareto's law, eighty twenty, right? Eighty percent is failure, twenty percent success, or whichever version you want. It all 
points in the the compass points you to this, this direction and this 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 story that you know success comes from over exerting and pushing yourself beyond mm -hmm. the average individual or the average effort i should say that's more effective the average effort yeah i agree and like it's so important as well like learning new things like i find as well especially in radio like learning how to like edit stuff like and at the moment i've been learning to edit on adobe premiere like i know the basics mm -hmm. but i'm like mm -hmm. for me personally i always have to be learning different things because otherwise i just get bored like 100 percent. like it's so fun right your yeah. brain is, is always craving uh, uh to learn like and, and if you tap into that mm -hmm. and you can leverage that in a great way look this new generation i love it they're so hands-on adobe mm -hmm. premiere is like nothing for them like it's for like artists who are like independent or like wanting to kind of make it in the industry what tips do you have for them when they're like sending their demos out to producers or like record labels what advice here's a tip how about you and I create a a few um, shows that will articulate this? In other words, how about let's figure out how we can do this more regularly? Yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. Thank you. Can I give a shout out? Yeah, of course. To my brother Danny for killing it these days. He's doing so good. My brother Danny Garibay, making music and and working with interesting artists. Fantastic. Thank you for um, for taking the time. Thank you. Danny's killing it as well. I love seeing like what he's doing. Like it's it's so awesome to see. That he's very brave. He's mm. very um yeah he, he's worked very hard to get to where he's at. I'm most people don't realize how hard he's worked, but I, I'm very proud of him. This is the Music Gems Podcast with Gemma Maddox, where we talk about artists, producers, songwriters, gems of the music world and their stories. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Music Gems with music genius Fernando Gary Bay. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you go and check him out on socials. Keep up to date with everything that he's doing. And for more info, Music Gems Co. I'll see you next time.